0: Hi, welcome to And It's Writing, a Tipsy Writing podcast for one of our mini episodes.
1: Every other Friday, you can also join us at 7:30 p.m. Eastern on Twitch for a live stream. To see the upcoming schedule, check our website at anditswriting.com.
0: I am Amy Avery, writer of adult fantasy. I also self-publish under the pen name Avery Ames.
1: And I'm DC McNaughton, speculative and historical fiction writer.
0: So grab a drink, pop in your earbuds, and enjoy today's episode. Hi. So today we are going to talk about Imposter Syndrome! Yay! I can't believe you only gave us 15
1: minutes to talk about this.
0: <laughs> Maybe it'll be a little bit of an extra-length mini-episode. We'll see. We may get a little ranty. Because, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's there's a lot to say about it.
1: I just have a lot of sad stories, man. I'm a vet, <laughs> and I have a lot of sad stories about Imposter Syndrome. Very traumatic. <laughs>
0: there's there yeah there's a lot of stories yeah and if you don't
1: know what imposter syndrome is imposter syndrome <laughs> is that feeling you get when you feel like you're garbage
0: <laughs> you feel like you're garbage and you feel like you've somehow tricked other people into thinking you're not garbage it's like they don't know it's that meme of like the like bad drawing of the person in the corner that's like they don't know
1: they don't know
0: it's they don't know i'm garbage they don't know i'm bad so yeah it's very like if you get a success you're like oh no i don't actually deserve this they're gonna find out and they're gonna take it away
1: Yeah, like you get your agent and I swear anybody out there who does not have an agent or who has gotten an agent has definitely had this feeling you get, you get the email and then it says, I want to sign you as my client. How do you feel about that? And you're like, yeah. And then like six, you know, six hours later after you've come down from the whole thing, you're like, she is making a
0: huge mistake. (laughs) Should I tell her? (laughs) yeah it's like oh what happens when they find out the truth oh she's gonna see the real me come in a few months when i don't give her any good shit anymore <laughs> this has all been some kind of mistake <laughs> and like my thing right now is the whole thing with you know i just turned in a book and every step of this process feels fake Like every step you're like, this is not real. This can't really be happening. I don't, I'm not good enough for this. What is it? Did I somehow like pull the wool over everyone's eyes and they think my book is good when it's not? They're sure going to see how shitty I am when my book
1: gets on the shelves and they lose a bunch of money (laughs) when I get all those one-star
0: reviews. (laughs) It's not going to be my fault that you bought my book. (laughs) So, I guess we've kind of talked about what it is and how we experience it. But good, the important question that I don't know if I have an answer to is: Do we have tips for dealing with it? Well, as my therapist would first say, she
1: would she would ask me, Darren, where do you think these feelings are coming from? Let's like when when you feel this way, what are what are the things going through your mind? What is your logical your logical and emotional mind telling you? And like therein lies how you fix it because you have to know the root of the problem. You have to know why you're why you're being this way.
0: <laughs> ADHD and being a former gifted kid. That's where it all comes from. Why, why are you feeling this way? I think, okay, I actually read, I'm going to go on a little bit of a tangent here, but we've got plenty of time. I actually read a post somewhere, it may have been Tumblr, about how people in pretty much my generation and younger, I'm elder millennial and younger, have learned to, like, not trust praise because of the whole, like, participation trophy thing, because... (laughs) We weren't the ones who demanded participation trophies. Our parents decided we should have them. But we all kind of knew it was bullshit secretly inside. You're like, no, everybody doesn't get a trophy. We didn't all win. So you learn to distrust praise because you think people are praising everyone. And you're like, but do you really mean it? Or are you lying? I don't know. I can't tell if you're lying. Is this a participation trophy or is my book actually good? And so I don't know if that theory has any like weight to it but I was like I mean I can see it I can kind of see it because yeah I was it it was kind of the same thing where you're like growing up and you're everybody's like you did a great job and when you know you didn't do a great job and they're just trying to be nice yeah yeah so when you get older and somebody tells you you did a great job you're like "Mm, did I though you're making the Thor meme face hmm is it though yeah yeah no And it, and it gets a lot worse than that.
1: Like, like, you know, one, one of my partners and he's not a creative, but like, I can give him praise and he, like, he doesn't know what to do with it. Like he, Mm -hmm. he literally like shuts down almost. And, and this is, this is true for some people. And, you know, for him, it was a case of, you know, kind of what you're talking about, like where you've, Mm -hmm. where where you kind of know that you can do better, but somebody tells you you've done the best that you can anyway and and Mm -hmm. it's that participation trophy thing and and we're like it's it's so bad in some people that like you actually have to train yourself out of it Mm -hmm. like we are in the middle of training my partner out of it right now because it's gotten to the point where like he'll you know he gets to the point where he'll lie about things so that he can come across as if he's doing his best even though he can't like there's like a there's a lot of like deep shit that goes on here so i think that trying to figure the reason out Mm -hmm. that you feel that way is really important and if it is the participation trophy thing which my partner has identified as his problem (laughs) you know then you can work on that
0: is it is it like a core lack of self-confidence in yourself or is it a distrust of other people sometimes it's both (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like, I think that, yeah, I think, because if it's a distrust of other people, then
1: you just gotta, well, you know, I I mean, I'm not a therapist, (laughs) can't really tell you what
0: to do about it. I think sometimes you have to logic, you have to logic away who's being nice, if that makes sense, because if it's like, you know... Your sibling or something who's always been like supportive, or like a friend who's always been there for you, and they're like, "Oh, it's great." You know, they might just be being nice. But if an agent is like, "I want to represent you," they have no motivation to just be nice. Yeah, they are there to make money. I mean, they're nice. I'm not saying like agents are ruthless and horrible creatures or whatever. But the point is to make a business relationship. Uh huh. <laughs> and yeah, <laughs> they they don't have any reason to lie.
1: No. In fact, they have like negative reasons to lie because, like, they are. The, the, it is hard to sell a book right now, y'all. Mm-hmm. It is, it is fucking hard. There is, there is definitely some shit going on in publishing. They're not going to email you and ask you for your damn book <laughs> if they don't like it because they have to sell that shit. Like, there's mm-hmm. no way that they're going to work with you if, if it sucks. And I know that's, I feel like such a fucking like, i'm like yeah listen to yourself talk darren and i and like in my head i'm like why why did sarah you know she definitely took me on as a as a client because i had queried her three times and she felt bad for me so she said yes finally
0: (laughs) no she has like like i said she has no reason to just be nice it's yeah anybody who's like in the industry has no reason to just like Be nice on the business transaction side of things. And if you're getting feedback from multiple people on your book and they're all saying the same thing then you kind of got to like rationalize okay if they all say exactly the same thing then maybe they're right <laughs> yeah but
1: see what about me Avery where I get all this praise for my book and then I get it sent to submissions and then everybody hates it and sends it back to me and rejects me <laughs> then I'm like well certainly I have fooled everyone else and everyone else is stupid and the, and the publisher is smart which is why they're telling me
0: no it's (laughs) that's the whole like publishing is subjective thing and it sucks and it's like a shitty thing to tell people
1: (laughs) it's real though
0: (laughs) but it's real though because not everybody's gonna love it and not everybody's going to want it but some someone at some point if if an agent believes in you then at some point there's an editor who is going to believe in you.
1: <laughs> Avery, I don't think you understand. My agent only believes in me because I fooled her into believing in me.
0: No, <laughs> no. I'm going to get like the spray bottle and spritz you like, no, <laughs> bad, Darren. No,
1: like for real guys. I mean, if you feel this feeling, yeah. you know, a lot of times, like I'll just, like I spend minutes upon minutes of my day sitting here at my computer and having these thoughts and then going through the mental process of shooing Mm -hmm. them away. Like you, and uh, by the way, I don't go to Twitter to deal with it. Yeah. Like I do not do social media to deal with it. Sometimes like you just need to take a manic moment where you're hyper focusing (laughs) on this untrue thought and you just need to do something else. Either Mm. focus more on the book you're writing Or open World Warcraft and do it daily. (laughs) You know?
0: Yeah. And for me, a lot of times when it hits like the real bad spiral is when I'm hitting a depressive spiral because I also have bipolar. And so when those hit, I've learned that the best way to handle them is to just like literally go cry it out.
1: Yeah. Crying's good.
0: Like follow the spiral to its end. And then I wake up and I'm like, ooh, that was weird. (laughs) But I also have rapid cycling, so it it comes and goes pretty fast for me. Still,
1: crying can relieve a lot of uh, endorphins. Mm -hmm. You know, that crying serves a purpose. Let yourself cry.
0: Yeah. Sometimes you just got to cry it out and be like, everything is terrible. And then sometimes after that, you're like, okay, okay, wait, I'm going to make it.
1: (laughs) There's this really neat trick, uh, that can kind of make you go crazy excited for yourself and like make you really happy for like no apparent reason. And like, it's all, it's like an upper, here you go, uh, (laughs) jump in a cold shower and stand there for like five minutes, Mm -hmm. like actually cold shower, make yourself get under it. And you won't be able to stop smiling afterwards. It's like this, (laughs) I don't know, like northerners in finland used to do this shit like back in the old days like to to relieve themselves of like uh basically seasonal affective disorder Mm because they have a certain type time of year over there that's like they only have three hours of daylight so they get really sad (laughs) you know (laughs) they started jumping in the you know the pools of water when it was like super cold and it made them feel really good and it's real guys It Mm -hmm. can snap me out of some hard shit. I was
0: going to say, side note, it is also like a good thing to do if you're having like an anxiety attack or a panic attack, just jump in like some shocking cold water. And it's something about your brain being like, oh, there's something more important to think about now. And you get like the (laughs) endorphin adrenaline rush or something. I don't know what it is, but there are some chemicals going on. Oh, yeah, there's some crazy chemicals going
1: on. And I wasn't going to go vitamin DS deep shit. Um, But yeah, (laughs) I do that shit for my panic attacks and anxiety attacks all the time. And it's the one thing if someone can actually drag me into that shower, because I won't often go in on my own. (laughs) It's an anxiety
0: attack. Come on, people. Like, (laughs) it feels so good. (laughs) I'm picturing you like when you're trying to bathe a cat and you're like dragging they're like scrambling and like pushing against the walls. <laughs> I mean pretty much though. It's <laughs> accurate. <laughs> but yeah, I do think I think the the best thing is I mean, yes, do the cold water thing if you need to or whatever, but our kind of initial thought what which was think it through. Yeah. And just like really sorting out do the the therapy you don't have to if you can't afford to go to therapy i understand because it's very expensive uh but like do the internal therapy thing of like examining the feelings and being like where do i think this is coming from and then you kind of just got to like dismantle it like a lego castle (laughs) piece by piece
1: wait wait a second
0: wait a second i have
1: something here hold on oh all right. So actually, it's really funny you mentioned this because I have on me a document from a professional in the brain industry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, and so these questions are some of the questions that you can ask yourself that have been proven probably in an educational study to actually do things for anxiety. <laughs> um, the first question is, what is the thing you're worried about? And then you ask yourself, what are some clues that your worry will not come true? You know, you write all those down and then you write down, if your worry does not come true, what will probably happen instead? You write all those down. If your worry does come true, how will you handle it? Will you eventually be okay?
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And then like, after you answer those questions, you ask yourself, how has my worry changed? And, typically like when you do that you end up finding at the end how silly you sound (laughs) and you're just kind of like oh wow well that was all for nothing because you're actually letting yourself like without judgment look at how you're feeling and decide how you're going to deal with it and if it if it happens if you are a shitty writer how will you deal Mm -hmm. with that and then you write down how you would deal with it and by the time you're done writing it down you're like none of this applies to me <laughs> that is... why am I writing this shit down I don't even need to do it this doesn't apply to me I'm not
0: this guy like... well that's what one of the things that my my therapist did go through with me was just like okay so you know when I was querying it's like what if the agents all say no what are you gonna do and I'm like <laughs> guess I'll write another book and it's like okay you're gonna be fine <laughs> I was like, it's going to suck a little bit, but you're going to be fine. And I'm like, okay, I guess you're right. (laughs) It's like, I guess I'll get better, learn some more, write another book, query that too. So especially in the imposter syndrome for writing stuff where it's like, you're not going to die. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, just thinking that through. And I like those questions. I may uh, steal those and put them up on our website. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah.
1: And like, you know, the reason you do this is because when your brain starts being anxious about something like, my agent doesn't know I'm a terrible writer. My agent doesn't know I'm a terrible writer or my friends don't know. When your brain is doing that, what it's trying to do, in (laughs) my opinion, is figure out how it's going to react to that. So that kind of creates anxiety because you keep asking yourself a question and you you don't know what you're going to do about it because you just don't want that to happen. Yeah. And that's judgment. And when you remove judgment and you look at your issue from a non-judgmental point of view, you can be like, okay, if my friends don't know that I'm a shitty writer, how will I handle that? What should I tell them? Am I <laughs> going to go tell them? Actually, guys, <laughs> I'm a shitty writer. And like, really, when you start to look at it like that, it, it becomes very logical very yeah. fast.
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay. Any final I thoughts?
1: That's all I got. Okay.
0: That's about all I got too. Good luck. You're not as shitty as you think you are.
1: (laughs) You got this.
0: (laughs) You got this. So, okay. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us. Every other Friday, you can also join us at 7.30 p.m. Eastern on Twitch for a live stream. To see the upcoming schedule, check out our website at anditswriting.com.
1: And a reminder that if you heard anything in the episode that interested you, please check out the show notes for links and information.